chat about global and local food and drink. Good afternoon to you, Andrew. Good afternoon, Sadia. How are you doing over there in Kowloon Tong? Oh, it's nice and sunny and the weather is a bit cooler, which is lovely. I like that. Same here. Good, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, in fact, towards the end of this, uh, of the segments that I've got today, something warming. I'll be dealing with whiskey, a couple of reports on whiskey. <laughs> but, 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 but until then, I just wanted to mention, first of all, a BBC report that last Wednesday uh, noted that global food prices have hit a 10-year high, which is pretty colossal, to say the mm. least. Um, that's the United Nations stating this fact at the COP26 summit, oh. which is, uh, you know, still on and trying to mm. uh, do its best to slow global warming now on in Glasgow, and it wraps up uh, tomorrow after nearly two weeks of international discussion on the matter. Um, Yes, global food prices have hit their highest level in over a decade, um, rising by more than 30% last year alone. Yeah, that's it's okay. I mean, it's staggering, though, really. The agency at um, the UN, that's the Food and Agriculture Organization, or FAO for short, mentions big contributing factors have been the soaring costs of cereals and vegetable oils, particularly those two things around mm-hmm. the world. Um, so vegetable oils hit a record high after rising almost 10% last month alone. Gosh. I mean, these figures are just outrageous. Disruptions of two suppliers, of course, um, are one of the big reasons because of factory closures and the dif- difficulties of logistics um, that have uh, made... Is all the repercussions the of COVID then? You exactly. know, It is all the wave that's travelling now, isn't it? It is, it is. I mean, throughout this whole two-year period... Um, uh, you know, in, in this uh, chat that uh, you know at this time of the week, there have been uh, there have been hikes of prices of all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But now, giving it a bit of perspective, looking back over um, a decade and putting those years into context, and hearing about it from last month when things have jumped up that much, the price of wheat was one of the mo- uh, the major contributors of the uh, recent rises, uh, up almost forty percent in the oh, last 12 months. My goodness. Yeah, it's really unbelievable, isn't it? After major exporters, and those include Canada, Russia and the US, all had bad harvests on top of all of the challenges of logistics and uh, COVID restrictions, harvests failed. Mm. And, um, you know, that, that's one of the reasons it's being mentioned at the COP26, because climate change is ultimately being credited for causing... Mm. Um, falling production, which happens to sadly coincide with the whole sort of COVID world um, of problems that we have around it. And prices so don't that- ever go down, do they? I mean, once they're at this level, it's not going to be very easy for those to settle down somehow. That's so true, isn't it? Because I yeah. think, uh, you know, in, in uh, somewhat normal times before, as, uh, as people who, if we could afford to do so, might want to travel now and then. We often heard about how barrels of oil went up for mm. one reason or another, economic reasons, um, and we sometimes might have heard in the business news that they'd, go, that they'd dropped, but you never really noticed the airlines knocking that on yeah. to the consumer. Not giving airlines a hard time at the moment. They've got enough to worry about, but, it's, but, it, but it is that way. You're right, normally with consumers not feeling the, uh, the falls as well as the rises. Mm-hmm. So... Um, the FAO is saying that the index of vegetable oil prices was pushed up by the rises, particularly in, of uh, palm oil, soy, um, soybean oil, mm. sunflower and rapeseed oil. And in the case of palm oil, 
prices have been driven higher after uh, output from one of the main producers, which is Malaysia, was um, subdued. The production was subdued due to the ongoing shortages of migrant workers that normally come from around Southeast Asia but have been unable to do so. So labour shortages are helping to push up the cost of production um, uh, in other parts of the world too, such as, uh, and transportation is giving challenges, such as in Australia, where a lot of ships arrived to take food products away, harvests or prepackaged foodstuffs that have been ready to go to other places around the world. But the crew couldn't disembark on many occasions oh, because of COVID restrictions. So, oh my goodness, uh, so just... yeah, various foodstuffs just sat there and spoiled, which which of course has happened in all. It's just a domino different... effect, isn't it? It's just like one yeah. thing hits another, and then and that's it, and and it's just constantly yeah. going round. It oh. is it, that that's true. It's it's, mm. it's just interesting sometimes when these macro reports put it all into perspective mm. because it's stuff that we that sounds logical when we hear it doesn't it yeah. but it's just uh we just don't really sort of ever ponder to think that um shipping disruptions over uh the past year have pushed up dairy products by almost 16 percent middle eastern countries were also mentioned at cop 26 to be expected to experience tensions in their distribution of cereal products, which uh, is seen to be in dire straits at the moment. And lastly on this matter, COP26 also heard that rising food prices, no surprises sadly, are typically most felt by the poor, most acutely that is, as disadvantaged groups are pushed further into poverty. That's always the way though, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it is. And, um, and, the, and that, in turn, can heighten social and political tensions. Mm. So, it's a, yeah. Anyway, I, I thought I'd get that one out of the way <laughs> I was going to say, first, it, the, it, first it, the bad it's news. the grimmest <laughs> one of the four, honest. The others oh, yeah. are a bit more not. Well, they've got to be better than that, haven't okay. they? So, so the second topic is something of an upbeat note, it's, uh, and it's to do with Hong Kong. Mm. Local restaurants' uh, receipts are reportedly up a huge mm. 44%. Wow. We're, we're all over the place with these lows and highs, aren't we, mm. with that first report. Um, but um, that's, that's, uh, that's regarding the third... Yeah, it's the third quarter specifically of this year, which was uh, July to September, based, uh, compared to the year before. And so the figures were that restaurants here took $24.5 billion between this July and uh, September, compared with just 17 billion in the third quarter last year. Wow. And yeah, so uh, confidence can you guess is what coming some of those back. Are? Well, so I think I think perhaps because it's been zero too, and because restrictions have been lifted a little bit, people yeah. are getting the confidence back to go out, and there isn't that fear. Because, you know, I see m- many more people in restaurants now. And, mm. and, and I think it's also now the weather is changing too. Things are getting better. People want to get out in the evenings and stuff. So, yeah. you know, confidence, yeah, I, think, I think. I think so. Yeah, that all makes sense. Uh, also credited in the South China Morning Post report uh, about three days ago was um, the uh, consumption voucher scheme from the government, which oh, has course, actually allowed like uh, physical spending to be done within supposedly at first supposed to be within a certain time limit which mm-hmm. thankfully has been uh, extended for those who didn't manage to uh, to spend it so they won't lose it so that's good news for them mm. and uh, the the performance of the third quarter this year was the best for any quarter in the city's restaurant uh, uh, since 2004 so, which is when these records of quarter spending uh, in restaurants started um, so that's that, that's good news. It's really, you know, I mean, you think back to pre-2004, 
2019. Uh-huh. You know, 2019 had its own uh, problems too, obviously, with social unrest and restaurants yes, closing yes. around that. But, uh, but, but, but the best one since 2004, that's, that's, that's uh, surprising. No, it just it? means that at least things, we can see some light at the end of the tunnel now that, you know, things are improving. And, and I think mm. it's been hardest hit. I mean, the restaurants really, catering industry, it's been a, a nightmare, really. Oh, it has. It has. The, uh, the, 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 there were some restaurateurs um, interviewed in this Post uh, article, and uh, their, their thoughts varied from uh, with mixed feelings, saying that uh, some thought that the voucher scheme from the government was helpful, but that it didn't last long, and that people still prior- prioritised their spending from it on electronic appliances rather than... <laughs> You know, rather than restaurants, so they thought they were coming in a, a second. <laughs> and then some also said that the food and catering sector is still st- struggling, as as you mentioned and as we know, and urged the government to also um, consider issuing some specific dining vouchers. I was just going to say, spending. yeah, yeah that, 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 you know, specific food only. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, supermarkets have done very well out of it because uh, that's I think that's where a lot have... Uh, uh, has has gone on, and uh, those lucky supermarkets also got big handouts from the government at times where their shelves were being cleaned by by people wanting to uh, um, get things. When there was a panic on, remember when when you couldn't buy flour in supermarkets and things like All that. All sorts of things. I think you yeah. only have to say one thing. I think there was something recently in the news about you know in China where they said, oh, you know, the the weather's going to get funny and and the Chinese New Year supplies aren't going to be there, and and they were actually encouraging people to go out and fill their larders up but like you know suddenly it's just panic Mm. isn't it and shelves get empty it's been like a mexican wave we've seen reports probably around the world of this happening as well you know further away yeah so changing subjects again i uh, i said i'd be talking about a couple of whiskey matters Mm -hmm. and um a, a an international magazine drinks international magazine has just launched its first ever international tasting and awarding of whiskies from around the world. And if I, if I ask you, where do you think, uh, which nation do you think uh, whiskey came from? Scotland. Would you hazard a guess? <laughs> Scotland, Scotland would be, Scot- it should be Scotland, <laughs> it shouldn't it? But it's Japan, oh, which is still, right. which is, I mean, Japanese whiskey has been um, for, you know, for a handful or so years, really taking the world by storm. And it's done it again. Sundori, oh. which is one of the biggest uh, producers, they make a lot of beer as well, but they make a lot of whiskey. They've got loads of different labels, and uh, what, their label that's called Yamazaki whiskey <laughs> was uh, was the top of the uh, of the list <coughs> of uh, of a hundred different whiskies. And uh, in second place, it wasn't Scotland either. It was <laughs> no. an I- Irish whiskey, <laughs> yeah, even I more annoying Irish. to Scotland. Yeah. That's just across the My water. Goodness. Yeah, uh, and that was a brand called Redbreast that took uh, the runners-up spot. And Scotland, thankfully, Three. finally came in. They That's got on the podium <laughs> for a bronze medal um, with uh, Lagovillain brand. Um, but I've got to say, yeah, I've got the list in front of me now. And really annoyingly for Scotland, uh, number number four went to an American whiskey. Oh, if you can wow. even call that whiskey, because wow. it's uh, spelt with an E, whiskey E-Y, <laughs> which is bourbon. Whiskey purists would not accept that. Okay. And it's... Uh, so, um, but then after that, five, six, seven, and eighth place all go to Scotland. Okay. How annoying okay. they must be. Yeah, yeah, and they really need to, you know, pull up their game there, you know. They've got to push it because, I mean, Scotland, <laughs> you know, is well known. I lived in Scotland for 21 years, and Didn't I know you? a number of, yeah, 21 huh. years.
fun years and I know one of my daughter's best friend actually works in this whiskey place and he mm. just loves it and he gives tours and it is the thing in Scotland loads of tourists used to come and and you know go around different places and taste different whiskies and I don't know enough about it to tell you the truth because oh. I don't drink so I'd love to hear sometime if you ever chat to um to this person yeah, or, or, yeah. Or, or, or or your or your daughter about whether whether he feels that he sometimes gets comments if people are still when they're allowed to with all of the covid restrictions but I'm, on and off i'm sure they still are to do these distillery tours oh, yeah. but uh yeah because he used to do those so yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll put you in touch with him and maybe he can come on the program and you can do an interview with him <laughs> oh, that'll be interesting but I, but i'd also love to know yeah whether whether um whether this kind of new world of whiskey producers mm -hmm. they're not new i mean they're, they're new to whiskey production and that includes japan yes, canada it's creating a, a real point. panic <laughs> yeah taiwan um uh india there there are all of the surprise in some surprisingly hot uh parts of asia mm. whiskey which is seen as a kind of something of the uh the highland moors you know it's um they really are being produced in places wow. that are almost equatorial wow so That'll yeah. be interesting, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, fi finally, uh, again, the second one on whiskey, just to finish with today, um, it's, um, is that Diageo, which is one of the world's largest distributors of uh, spirits uh, and other alcoholic drinks, just revealed last week that it plans to build a uh, 75 million US dollar, um, that's about 7 billion Hong Kong dollar, whiskey distillery mm -hmm. in southwest China. <laughs> Just up the road. Well, it's about so, time everyone's getting in the race now. You see? Yeah, <laughs> and there's yeah. lots of newcomers now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And it's going to be in Yunnan province, okay. and uh, it's going to be called. Uh, well, it, it's going to be called the Erjuan, which is the county that it's in. Erjuan Malt Whiskey Distillery. Right. And uh, yeah, they are. Um, they think that the grain that they can get from China, which is what uh, the uh, which is the main uh, product that is fermented. Mm -hmm. um, from 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 different grains, it's uh, uh, malted barley often uh -huh. will be of a premium quality. They've done, you know, spending that sort of money. They've done their homework, of course. Wow. And uh, yeah, this would be really interesting. I'm going to I have to alert Scotland about this. Really? Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah your, your person in the know <laughs> yes. better be told that uh, Asia's uh, impact on moving. the world of, uh, of whiskey <laughs> is not over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting stuff. Yeah. I will certainly tell him <laughs> to right. come back to you. Right. Now, I know, I, can I ask you, because I mm. know that those, those are all the items that I had today, mm -hmm. um, but, but I know that you um, were uh, recently doing your, your time in three weeks of uh, quarantine. Of quarantine. <laughs> yes. how, did you how did you manage in your... Uh, in your food and drink consumption during that how was that well it was okay i was actually posting all sorts of pictures on facebook I, I, I must admit that you know the research i did before i did this quarantine stint was really my research was looking at food i wanted to know that if i was going to be stuck in a room for three mm. weeks i wanted to have some decent food so i was i was scouring all of these websites you know all these quarantine support groups and stuff right. to see where people said the food was good and this particular place where i stayed which is the pento um, in yeah. Diamond Hill, and they had quite a selection of different types of food, and the food was good, you know. But you know, it's kind of, but but it takes a cycle in that you have like the same things for a week, and then it's duplicated the following week. And but but there uh, was variety. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you knew that you know on a Wednesday you're going to get mm. this, and on Thursday okay. you're going to get this. But to tell yeah. you the truth, it was really. Um, 
it is hard. You you just have to understand that you've got to go through it. And food wise, mm. you know, it's nice if somebody can bring you fruit. But we we were lucky in that you know we had fresh salad and they gave us fresh salad, and we were able to cut down our rice. Um, so, you know, the amount of rice that they give. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. because you know you're just sitting there and not um, able to. It's very hard. And when you come out, you feel like, you know, I don't feel like walking. I used to get so tired just walking for a little while because even when you've got Mm. exercise equipment, things like that, it's Mm. not easy. So food, I think, really, although people sometimes think, oh, it's not important. But I tell you, it really does brighten the day up if you can get rather somebody dropping stuff off to you or Mm. you can find a place where they have reasonably decent food. Because for me, you know, I live to eat. (laughs) I'm sorry, but I do. And I really enjoy it. And I want sure. good food in front of me. And my highlight of the day isn't thinking, okay, what am I going to do for food today? So, so yeah, mm. I think you have to do a little Tough. bit of research Very and difficult. have good friends that can deliver things to you. Uh, were, were you allowed, I th- I, I, have I heard wrongly, I think I may have heard that food delivery from outside is also allowed if it's not by people, not by friends or family. Can you also order in? Yes, you different? can order in. Yeah. And also, yeah. if somebody is dropping food off to you, they can drop mm. it off. Um, I know Anne-Marie, who reads news here in in Hong Kong in RTHK she was Mm. doing quarantine recently and I dropped I went over to her hotel and I dropped her some I dropped some fruit and some samosas and some masala chana chart so Mm. I dropped off some food to her and that's nice and it's I Mm. think there's no problems about somebody dropping things off to you the problem is is where you cannot give anything to anybody you know, if yeah. you're in there, you cannot pass anything to anybody. And mm. so you have to just only take things in and nothing leaves that room apart from yeah. rubbish. But I, but, I, but I assume that you weren't uh, um, kind of tested or monitored in any way yourself when you were taking things in. So there was no sort of really stuff. Initially, when on. you go in, no, you yeah. know, you can yeah. come with things. And I, and I brought lots yeah. of things from the UK and things like that. So it was OK. We yeah. managed. But um, mm. it was tough going. It's, it's going to go on yeah. for... A long time yet we don't know really uh, well seems like it yeah. at the moment yeah good okay right. well well thank you andrew for your time it's been interesting stuff i'm gonna have to look at the prices now and check that you know things going up <laughs> i've noticed it i've actually noticed it there are local bakers to me and i mean i have really noticed uh, I, I, it's only really reading this article in the research that i it made me think yeah really yeah, that yeah. there have been hikes on bread prices uh, probably about three or four times during the year yeah for sure yeah no absolutely yeah. and i think there yeah. has been changes well let's just mm. For fingers crossed that things get better anyway. <laughs> All Indeed. Right. Thank you okay. ever so much. Bye. Good to speak to you. Right, Have a good see afternoon. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.